From my dining table or my living room couch, and sometimes even my bedroom, this is Soon to Be Esquire, the podcast. I'm your host, Madison Tory. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Soon to Be Esquire. I am your host, Madison Tory, and today I am. I have the pleasure <laughs> of being with a great friend of mine. Amazing. She's an amazing person. Um, somehow, while still in law school, she is still extremely fit. Makes no sense to me because I eat chips all day. But <laughs> You're being too nice. You've seen me eat. I'm not fit. <laughs> <laughs> but she is the best, y'all. So please give a round of applause. Welcome, Elizabeth, to the podcast. She's the best, y'all. Hi. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited. I'm so excited. I've been listening since you episode. launched, so. You're so sweet. You're too sweet. Yep, I've been listening too since sweet. you launched. I promo all the episodes. I'm very excited to be here. You do. She really does, y'all. She goes hard um, for the Esquires, potential Esquires out there. But Elizabeth also is in a relationship, a long-distance relationship at that. So besides just law school and being awesome, we have that in common, too. Um, And she is doing great at that as well. Her and Tyler are the cutest couple ever. They do all these fun stuff. And they're like that that couple that you see on Instagram, like, oh, where'd they go this time? They're doing this activity. Wow. Even for Mardi Gras, y'all, they had a great time. Um, so we're going to go ahead and hop into this interview and I'm going to get started with these questions. And I think kind of the, one of the most important ones, important question is, well, first tell us a bit about yourself. Um, you know, being a 2L and where you're kind of at, where you think you want to take the bar, so on and so forth. All right. Well, I'm a 2L um, along with Madison. She and I actually met at law school orientation, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. So like Madison, I am also a Florida girl. I did my <laughs> undergrad at Florida Atlantic University. Go Owls, baby. Um, I'm still not, you know, 100% sure where I'm going to take the bar, where I'm going to end up, but I'm definitely weighing a lot of options. Um, I'm really enjoying my employment law classes that I've been taking this past year, so I think I'm going to end up doing something in that realm. Yeah. Uh, wow. You know what? You saying all those things out loud and realizing how much more we even have in common. We both have an interest in employment law. We definitely are both from Florida. I don't know why that kind of just clicked for me. It's it's weird. Uh, <laughs> and we're both, you know, still figuring out exactly, you know, what life is and how to adult, all that fun stuff. But let's go ahead and get into this soon to be together part two episode. So one of the questions I want to ask you is how did you and Tyler meet? Give us the juicy details. (laughs) Oh, this is a great story. So Tyler and I met 11 years ago in Miss Furmeister's eighth grade English class. (laughs) We went to the same middle school and we were in English class together. And he definitely thought I was this little weirdo with a weird obsession with Percy Jackson. Um. You know, we we stayed kind of friends ish through high school, and then we became better friends in college. Um, and then we both graduated and moved home at the same time. 
So the summer before I left for law school, he and I just kind of started seeing each other casually. Um, he would come visit me once I moved here and then um, things were just working. So we just decided to make it official back last November. So we've been together a little over a year, almost a year and a half now. And he's awesome. He's my biggest cheerleader in school, which is all that I could ask for. That's amazing. Amazing, amazing. A question I was going to ask you is how has law school changed your relationship? But now I'm curious as to was the transition from friendship to being like in more of to him becoming your significant other? Was that really difficult for y'all? Was that transition difficult or was it like smooth as ever? Um, It was definitely like a little weird because like in high school we had had like little crushes on each other yeah and um like all his friends used to joke that he would flirt with me and I would flirt with him Mm -hmm. but like it never went anywhere and then um up until we were just he was honestly one of my best friends when I was living at home before I came to law school before he and I started seeing each other and it just kind of developed naturally where you know those little high school crush things kind of kicked back in and then (laughs) You know, we're adults now, so <laughs> we don't have to deal with, you know, our judgy classmates anymore. Right. Um, no one in the background of the class is like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And, um, okay. Um, it kind of just went naturally from there. Mm-hmm. So given that, I guess, y'all's relationship kind of started be- while you were in law school and with distance involved, has, and I guess that element has been there since the beginning of your relationship. How have you guys handled the long distance? Like, what are some of the things that you all have decided you you need from each other, you know? Um, I think one thing that was very clear right off the bat and that Tyler amazingly went with is that he knows that school is my top priority right now. Nothing else comes before it you know, our FaceTimes and our dates and when he comes to visit, when I come visit, that all has to revolve around school. And he is 110% okay with that. He, you know, does whatever he can to support me with that. And I think that's just the best thing I could ask for in a significant other right now. Um, And he, one thing I appreciate is he knows that, you know, I'm not just, you know, in law school for my future, but, you know, he's part of my future. So it's partly Mm -hmm. to make sure we have a good life, you know, down the road. I love that. And I love that you said earlier that he's your biggest supporter, one of your biggest cheerleaders, because I think in a partner and a significant other at this time now, that is so necessary. It's absolutely like a necessity, you know? Yeah. So I want to know, going into law school, did you think that you were going to end up in a relationship while in school or were you just like no I don't I can't get into this I know law school is going to be like the biggest commitment I'm not trying to have that I kind of thought that going into it but then just seeing how well Tyler and I's relationship work with me being long distance in school and how well you know he respected my need to study and my need for my own space to do that kind of stuff it just kind of made perfect sense that a relationship would be the next step and that we were capable of doing that as the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's, of course, negatives and downfalls to long distance relationship. However, I think being in law school 
it's kind of good because you're not able to have that other person as a distraction. Oh, yeah. You know, you can, every, from day to day, it's like, okay, well, I guess technically I don't have time to go to dinner with you or I don't have time to watch this movie with you because you're not here. And you don't have to kind of worry about those things. Um, you can kind of push it off to the side. Yeah, and then the flip side of that is, you know, when you make time for your relationship while you're in law school, you're also sort of making time for yourself and making sure that you don't get too overwhelmed. You know, you take that hour or two on the weekend to, you know, Mm -hmm. FaceTime, watch a movie together or something like that. Like something that Tyler and I always do is we always schedule like on Saturdays, we sit down and watch something on Disney Plus together through the watch. It used to be The Mandalorian and now it's WandaVision. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, we're probably two of the biggest nerds you'll ever meet, so we're always (laughs) watching something like that. (laughs) Y'all, Elizabeth has gotten me hooked on Harry Potter, so I didn't watch it growing up. Um, And then in high school, I was just like, man, all these people talking about Harry Potter, y'all are losers, y'all are lame. And then she got me on it. I was like, what? I I watch the movies all the time now. And now Josh, she's like, okay, we can't keep watching this all the time whenever you want to watch a movie. I'm like, why not? Why can't we? Why can't we? I think I, I might be a little too obsessed with it. There's no such thing. But it's thing. So, so good. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, another fun fact, y'all. Elizabeth was the first person I met at Loyola. Like, the very first person I met. Um, so I, I'm so happy that we're, we're still friends. The first person I met is still my girl. My buddy. <laughs> so the person I, I text would in like class and people say annoying things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I try to hide it on my face. And y'all, Elizabeth pointed out a good point earlier today. She was like, oh, good thing we have to wear these masks because, ooh, hiding my emotions, these facial expressions. Oh, my God. I thank God for the mask because there'd be no other way to hide my bitch face. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. When we were in person, she and I would just make eyes at each other like the, what, what right, are we were just talking about? We knew. We knew. Like, sir, please, please hold that for office hours, please, because you're holding up this class. Oh, gosh. Too many times. Too many times. But um, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because I think some people going into law school, I know I was told this and I was so scared for me and Josh because I was told, and I think it's really true, you should prepare yourself for it. But obviously, your biggest commitment is law school. And any relationship you have, they have to be ready for it. If it involves a significant other, if it involves your parents, your sisters, whatever, whoever your best friend is, you need to let them know like, hey, I love you, but we might not be able to talk all the time, every day, maybe every, even every other day. It's not that I don't care about you, but no offense, you're literally the last thing on my mind. Absolutely. (laughs) love you but I'm thinking about oh man I have to do this paper and x y and z and <sighs> so many things but it's possible it's, it's possible it's to absolutely date possible I so before I went to law school I was working and one of my managers gave me this really amazing piece of advice because she had gone mm-hmm. to law school and she left after her first year because it just really wasn't for her and she said you are not going to school for anyone but yourself And that applies to where you're going to go to law school, you know, what type of law you're going to study, you know, everything 
about this is about you. You're, this is your future. Mm-hmm. It's no one else's future. So you need to do everything you can to make it the best possible future for yourself. And I think when it comes to dating in law school, if somebody can't accept that, then they're not there for your future. Peace. That is so true. That is so true. And like what you just said, it can be applied to every single relationship. Because I, when I came into law school, the first three weeks, I just had this pressure on myself. Of like just like every everyone else there. Mm-hmm. Learning about there's a curve and learning like, oh my gosh, what I'm reading is taking me five hours to actually not even get into my brain, but just write down on a piece of paper. And I was stressed for a good three weeks. And it wasn't until my dad was like, hey, you're going to law school for you. No one else but you. Don't think that you have to do this for anybody except you. It's not for the family. It's not for your friends. It's just you. And I think hearing that, it can take so much, like, just a weight off of your shoulder because you can kind of have this idea in your head, like, you're doing all of these things for other people. At that point, you just have no one's expectations to meet but your own. And, you know, in law school, you're coming across all kinds of different people. You know, some people – work full-time while going to law school. Some of these people have families. Some people only have to focus on law school and you just can't compare yourselves to any of them because Mm -hmm. they're not you. They're not in your situation. It might suck. It might benefit you, but it's just the way life is and you just need to work with it. Mm -hmm. You know, something I noticed interesting about law students is that they, a majority of the students are in some type of long distance relationship. We're both, we both, all, both of our significant others, long distance. Um, Jovi, she's a mom. Her mm-hmm. family, long distance, yeah. like all the way in Wisconsin, which yeah, is she's crazy. in another state. And so I'm just like, whoa, it's actually a lot more common for you to end up or even start law school in some type of long distance relationship than maybe finding someone wherever you are, which I think, I don't know, it's, for me, it was so strange, at least coming before in school where it's like everyone's meeting up and stuff and yeah, you're meeting people you, you're just in your community. But, right. But there's so many people that come from out of state, literally even internationally, that go to that law school, which is a majority of the students. Majority of the students are most of the time even from the state that your school is in. Oh, yeah. So I found that interesting. I'm really surprised that more people are able to relate to the situation. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do is, you know, once you're in law school, you're in a part of your life where you're settled, you know, you're not a kid anymore. You're an actual grown up as much as it sucks. So a lot of the people that end up in that position, they're lucky enough to have a significant other like we do that understands that and they're in a adult position to be dealing with that as well. Right. So I want to know, how do you and Tyler remain in contact with one another? I mean... Um, Being that school, long distance, all of those things taken into consideration. I mean, yeah, we definitely, there's, it definitely takes a lot of work. Uh, Thank God for technology, FaceTiming (laughs) several times a week, Snapchatting, um, texting, all that kind of stuff. Um, Like I said, we try to schedule like a date night once a week where we just, you know, we both watch The Mandalorian together or something like that. Um, And then we're really fortunate that he's in a position where he can come and visit me um, whenever I really works for my schedule 
Um, And I'm really fortunate that he lives in Tampa, which is where my family lives. So whenever I go home, I get to see him as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But it definitely, I mean, it takes a lot of work. You got to make sure that you're communicating. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. any relationship, but on stress steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Legit. Legit. I feel like um, you have to put both of your schedules together and then you're like, well, this could happen. Oh wait, now I can't come that weekend. Well, let's consider this. And it is like playing Tetris or something. Oh, trying to That's, that's the best way to put it. I mean, like, and even together. when we are together, we definitely try to figure out how we can each sort of do our own thing where, you know, he'll be visiting yeah. me, but I'll need to do some studying. So, you know, he'll go watch something in the living room or he'll <laughs> read, or if I'm home and he's still working, I'll, without a textbook and start reviewing it was really funny during finals when um during quarantine during finals I was visiting him and he was working and he was on his little lunch break so he starts quizzing me on civil procedure oh that's sweet (laughs) so sweet (laughs) uh not civil procedure man he's probably like what is this what is this what is personal jurisdiction and I'm like I I can't tell you babe I don't know either Sorry. <laughs> no, I've passed the class that is done with them. There's no, that was last year. No, last year, that is, that. that is some other what else problem now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But okay, speaking of quarantine, how do you think that the pandemic has changed your relationship at all? I know, you know, travel at one point, it was just like, okay, nope, no more, no more flights in this area and in that area. And I think actually, I know New York, um, Florida, California, there were some certain states that they were just like, okay, airlines are not accepting anyone to fly into or out of that state, or they had to show like documentation of, um, you know, testing negative. Yeah. So uh, when quarantine first hit, I was here. And then when it got like a little stricter, I came home. Um, But because both my parents are in the medical field, they were both working on the front lines, they're both dealing with COVID yeah. patients. My family wanted to stay as isolated as we could for both our safety and for the safety of the people around us, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's almost where long being long distance came in handy because we knew how to handle not being able to see each other all the time. You know, we mm-hmm. still did our movie dates, we still did FaceTimes and stuff yeah. like that. And then as things opened up, it became a little easier to go and see each other, um, but we definitely still try to keep our bubble small. Um, he, you know, absolutely understands that my family's safety is the most important thing. So if he's going to come course. over, he needs to be at his absolute safest, and you know, vice versa for his family. Um, it definitely has made traveling a little trickier because flights don't always work out the way we want if he wants to come visit yeah. me or if I'm going home. But... I would say being in a long distance relationship almost it almost gives you like the skills you need to deal with like being in a relationship in the quarantine because you know how to make it work, you know how to communicate, you know how to, right. you know, have that emotional intimacy without like actually seeing each other. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too bad on our relationship, fortunately. I mean, he was awesome for me and my family during all of quarantine. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, so when I know you said you guys pl- are planning your dates or and try to meet weekly, but when you're not able to have maybe even 
one hour, two hours of each other's time. Like at the end of a weekend, um, what do you guys do typically? Are you just like, hey, listen, I know we couldn't meet this week, but love you. Try again next weekend, something like that. Because I know with Josh and I, we try to do some weekly things, but it just it it just doesn't always work. And so sometimes it's bi-weekly. Sometimes it's tri-weekly. Is that a thing? I don't even know, but um, I know it can be difficult. Yeah, it de- it definitely can be difficult. And I think one of the biggest things with that is even when you can't meet every week, when you are meeting, you need to you know focus on the time you have together, focus on your partner then make sure you're having those like good communications when you are having them so that way when you're not able to it doesn't seem like the relationship is lacking anything Mm -hmm. and you just try and work something out the next week maybe instead of if you couldn't meet for one hour last week maybe you can try and make it up with two hours this week um Mm -hmm. but you just got to be respectful of what each other has going on and that's really about it yeah I think another difficult thing for me was getting comfortable with having to put everything out there, but virtually and doing it through technology. Mm-hmm. Because some some things I was like, well, I want to wait until I'm in person to tell him this or to t- say that. Like when I first told him I loved him, I was like, no, I want to wait until we're in person. And then I had to learn like, okay, you can't, you like, you just can't save stuff all the time and hold back anything because- it's just, it's it's not always going to work and it's not going to be beneficial. And first of all, I have a terrible memory. I'm going to forget, number one. And then number two, it's like, just, just, even if it's negative, like I know when I was, I wanted to tell him, I'm like, oh, I need to tell you this. You're not going to be happy about it. But like, you know, it's important. I, I was thinking to myself, you know what? I want to wait until it's, I'm in person to break the news, but it's, I think maybe you have to get to a point of being vulnerable completely, even if it's through technology virtually, as comfortable as you can be, as if it was like in person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's almost just like ripping the band-aid off, you know, when you have to have that yeah. intimacy with somebody via Zoom or via FaceTime, you know, it it almost makes it easier or better for you in a way because then you're not holding off telling someone bad news you know, you're just getting it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, that is something I definitely had to learn. Um, Okay, last question before you go. I would love to know if you could change anything, improve on your relationship somehow, or um, I don't know, change any specific event from anything that the last year and a half – of you being in law school, what would it be? Or like, what would you do? I think the biggest thing would be to not compare myself and my situation to other people's, you know, and Mm -hmm. you just, you get really hard on yourself when you see people that, you know, are able to study 24 seven that have no other commitments, but school. And then you feel guilty because, you know, you have these other commitments and you can't devote everything to school, but like I said, that's that person's life. You can't change it. Right. You can't do anything about it. You just need to focus on you. And you just really need to make sure you're treasuring the time that you do have with your significant other and you're making the most out of it. Like you said, whenever Tyler does come to visit, 
I really try and make the most out of the situation with him and we try and do a lot yeah. of different fun things. Um, we still we still have like a little routine every time he comes to visit. Like we'll go get breakfast the first time he's here. <laughs> we try and do something with my friends or he has this one restaurant down the street for me that he loves. So we always make it a point to go down there. Um, and just really making sure you're making the most out of your law school experience for yourself, yeah. you know? For sure. I completely, completely agree with that. So before you go, is there anything that you would like to share with the soon-to-be Esquire community? Any any advice that you would give? Um, Any tips about law school, about life, about anything in general? Um, Just keep breathing. You're going to get through it. I know it seems like everything is happening at once and you're so overwhelmed and you're so stressed, but then just stop. Take a deep breath. And just focus on one thing at a time. And that's just the best way to get through it. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed. Um, Definitely making great relationships and friendships like the one you and I have definitely help because we understand Mm -hmm. each other through on an educational level and then also on just an emotional level. You know, we've become good friends because we have so much in common and we get each other. And Mm -hmm. take some time to have some fun. You know, law school is serious and law school is hard and law school is stressful, you know. Take 10 minutes to go watch a funny funny movie on YouTube or something like that. <laughs> right. That's, that will do wonders for your mental health and for yes. your anxiety and your stress. Yes, I completely agree with you on that. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and letting me ask you all of these questions. So I know that your answers... Me. It's going to help people. They're going to want to know if it's possible to date in law school. And it is. Um, so I really appreciate you. It's absolutely possible to date in law school. But, you know, even if you're not dating someone, you just always got to think of as you're dating yourself and you're taking care of yourself. Yes. Yes. I love that. Okay. Well, y'all, thank you for listening in on this episode of Soon to be Esquire. And I hope you tune back in in two more weeks for our next episode. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, and now even SoundCloud. (laughs) But if you would like to see more of the podcast and just hear more from us, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Instagram.